Hi, welcome to A Look Behind and Rewind. I'm your host, Tom Nielsen. Well, folks, today's episode revolves around those long-lost days of youth. Many, many years ago, before all those expensive high-tech toys, games, videos, and virtual reality began the sneaky process of taking away our collective imagination. Yes, gang, it's hard to believe now, but once upon a time, many of us grew up creating our own entertainment without the aid of Silicon Valley. Little girls would have tea parties with their imaginary friends. Little boys would go out in the backyard and pretend to be G.I. Joe, the man from Uncle, Davy Crockett, or maybe even the Three Stooges. And nothing had to be plugged in, downloaded, or projected onto a giant flat-screen TV. Ah, yes, those were such simple days. Well, maybe we did have a few toys here and there that needed batteries. But nothing like today. You always run the risk of blowing an electrical circuit in your family's 1950s-era suburbia home. Or worse yet, bringing down the internet with millions of other users who just so happen to be playing the same online game all at the same time, which can sometimes crash the network or the computer servers. <laughs> I tell you, we were so primitive technology-wise that we didn't even have cell phones. Can you believe that? So if we wanted to get together with, say, our friend down the block, we couldn't just text them and see if they're available. No, we had to put our shoes and socks on, go out the back door, and walk or ride down to our friend's house. And once we got there, we'd usually let out a plaintive cry that was all too familiar to kids of that era. Can Johnny come out and play? Like I said, those were tough times. But the nice part is, this dark cloud also had a silver lining. We all learned how to be self-sufficient. And many of us even figured out how to amuse ourselves without the aid of external stimuli. And all it took was engaging our gray matter. That's right, we'd use our own brains to figure out a new activity or invent some interesting role play that the bunch of us could all participate in. So for example, I had a friend Lenny who lived down the street and his father kept a small fishing boat in their backyard. During the summers, they used to go down to the Jersey Shore where they'd go swimming and deep sea fishing. But during the rest of the year, when the boat was landlocked behind their garage, it was very often used by us kids as a sort of playhouse. Of course, at the time, since Popeye cartoons were Lenny's favorite Saturday morning kids program, very often our role-playing consisted of reenacting favorite Popeye episodes while swabbing the deck and pretending to fire up the outboard motor. Now for me, on the other hand, my interests, even at that young age, tended to involve space travel. Bear in mind, of course, that Star Trek hadn't even been invented yet. So how did my taste for interplanetary adventure come about? Well, for one thing, I had some astronomy books that I inherited from my cousin Ben. And secondly, my old man had this enormous collection of old popular science magazines, which very often featured stories about new advancements in aerospace technology that would help our country win the space race. And last but not least, unlike my friend Lenny, my favorite TV shows at the time included Space Patrol, The Jetsons, Buck Rogers, and Flash Gordon. And my favorite amusement park rides generally included rocket ships and orbiting satellites. 
So it was only natural that space travel became my favorite playtime activity as well. Well, to truly set the scene for all you listeners out there in cyberspace, I should also mention that my old man was a tinkerer, a handyman, an electronics hobbyist, and a collector of odd and unusual gadgets, usually involving wires, switches, voltmeters, discarded transistor radio speakers, and all sorts of other interesting paraphernalia. So one day, as I was trying to come up with something to play with, I went down into my old man's workshop and began picking out various devices and assorted thingamajigs, which I then brought outside into our garage. I found a small space on a shelf which wasn't occupied by lawn and garden equipment and began setting up my collection of random electronic doohickeys, being very careful to arrange them in such a way as to resemble the rocket ship controls in one of those sci-fi TV shows I was so fond of watching. Once that was done, I stood back and admired my artistic creation. With all the wires, gauges, speakers, and so forth, it really did look like some kind of futuristic control panel. Or at least it did to this seven-year-old. And it even had something that could easily function as one of those old-fashioned corded microphones, like the pilots used to use in their cockpits. You know, a little bit like an old CB radio mic. And the best part was, one of the components I borrowed from the old man's workshop was a large electrical switch. You know, sort of like the type that all the mad scientists used in their laboratories. Well, for me, that was the icing on the cake. Along with all the other paraphernalia, this device alone made it authentic. A genuine magic switch which could do anything I wanted it to. Anything! Whoa! Just imagine the possibilities. Outer space, here I come. So with that being done, my next job was to round up a few of my playmates from the neighborhood and bring them over to our garage. My thought was, I'd gather them together and let them ooh and ah over my futuristic control panel. Ooh. Ah. Next, I'd carefully explain in pseudo-scientific, official-sounding, totally bullshit terms what they were looking at and what the purpose of it all was. Namely, to go where no kid had gone before. In search, in search of, of outer, outer space. space. And finally, to provide a kind of reality test for my awestruck audience, I planned to take the CB mic in hand, open up a channel of communication, and try to establish contact with a base station on the planet Mars. For that, I would be supplying all the electronic radio frequency sound effects myself by mouth, so my friends would think that the equipment was actually working as I claimed. Having done that, I then used my primitive ventriloquism skills that I learned from watching Sherry Lewis, Paul Winchell, and other famous TV stars, and deliver an award-winning performance as the base commander stationed on Mars, responding to our radio transmission from Earth. Roger Wilco, Mars commander here, calling Earth. I have received your transmission. All is in readiness here. Our landing party has prepared the facilities for your arrival. Let us know the time for your estimated blast-off and landing. Over and out. Well, with a setup like that, 
How could my friends not believe that they were about to personally witness a real live, honest-to-goodness space launch from right here in my humble garage? I even had the magic switch to initiate the launch sequence and countdown. Unfortunately, my friends weren't as gullible as I'd hoped. They didn't believe a word of it. One sharp-eyed girl, in fact, even noticed some dangling wires that weren't connected to anything, and innocently asked, What's that? So basically, my attempt to fool my friends with a practical joke turned out to be a big flop. The space mission was scrubbed. The rocket to Mars crashed before it ever took off. And my seven-year-old reputation as a believable, trustworthy astronaut and aerospace engineer went up in smoke. Even my magic switch could not save the day. And that was one of the biggest disappointments of all. After that debacle, there's a very good chance that I'd never make it in Hollywood as a prop designer or a special effects wizard. (laughs) Oh well, that's how the asteroid crumbles. You've been listening to A Look Behind and Rewind. I'm Tom Nielsen. See you next time. Hi, this is Tom Nielsen. If you enjoyed this podcast, you're invited to hear more of our episodes at A Look Behind and Rewind. And feel free to share our link with friends, family, and others, as well as following us on buzzsprout.com, Apple, Pandora, or wherever you get your podcasts.